to understand today's gospel from Luke chapter 13, a little bit of Jewish background is necessary. Many Jews at the time of Jesus thought that salvation for them as a people and as individuals was pretty much in the bag, guaranteed for them, based on checking off the list on certain external factors like race and ritual. For instance, a good number of Jews, in fact, believed that only Jews could actually live in communion with God. The non-Jewish people, so they thought, were destined to be second-class citizens in the kingdom of God, and that's if they even make it into God's kingdom. It's kind of a little bit of what's behind that whole idea of God's chosen people. Others believed that you not only needed to be Jewish, of the Jewish race, to win God's favor, but you also had to follow even the most minute details of the laws of Moses, as well as many of the ritual practices that had grown up around the law. Any of this sound familiar to us as Catholics today? Maybe you've heard these things before, these mantras. I only need to be Catholic to be saved, to get to heaven. I only need to have received all of my sacraments to get to heaven. I only need to not break the Ten Commandments to get to heaven. I only need to be a nice person to everyone, to get to heaven. Jesus takes the opportunity presented by a question at the beginning of today's gospel about whether or not many will be saved to correct these same ancient and modern wrong ideas about salvation. He explains that in God's kingdom, there will be people from all corners of the earth, just as Isaiah had prophesied and we had just heard in our first reading. So race did not determine if one is saved. And in a particular religious culture is not the only driver. Jesus also explains that many who ate and drank with the Lord, in other words, many who followed all the external rituals that governed Jewish eating and drinking at the time, many of them will be excluded from God's kingdom. So, external rituals aren't the ticket either. If race and ritual, or like for us, simply going through all the forms of the sacraments, or keeping all the commandments, if they're not the keys to salvation, what is? It's the heart. It's the heart. Because even today, we can step up and receive the Lord in the sacrament of the Eucharist, which is the center of our faith and identity, the source and summit of our lives as Catholics, and not have a heart to give to him or to 
a heart available to receive him, and it will not save us, my friends. It will not. It's the heart. Salvation doesn't depend on checking off the list and external appearances, but on friendship with Christ that must be rooted in the heart. Follow this. The people in Jesus' parable from today's gospel reading who were excluded from the heavenly banquet complained that the Lord had actually taught in their streets. And they ate and drank with Jesus. But the Lord answers by telling them, I do not know where you are from. In other words, you never got to know me and you never allowed yourself to let me know you in love. They were strangers to him. Maybe they did let him into the streets and maybe they were having dinner with him. But they never let him into their hearts. So said another way, today we might hear Jesus' teachings right here at Mass. Or when we're young and we attend Catholic schools or learn the basics of our faith in catechism when we attended CCD or now PSR classes. But this doesn't mean that we have let Jesus into our hearts. Just because we've heard his teachings doesn't mean that we have fallen in love with God along the way and followed him with our hearts day in and day out and year after year. Let me tell you a story. St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. St. Margaret Mary Alacoque was a French nun who lived in the 1600s. She opened her heart to God and she was privileged to receive a vi series of visions, something that not all of us get, in which Jesus appeared to her and revealed his sacred heart, something that he wants to do with all of us. He can reveal his sacred heart to all of us. So he explained to her that his love for sinners was so great that whenever ignored, whenever we ignored his love or did not accept it, he felt as much pain as if someone were driving a thorn into his physical heart. The sacred heart image, in fact, if you look at it behind me on the wall, the sacred heart image is a heart surrounded by a crown of thorns piercing it. The sacred heart devotion, and like the enthronement of our hearts, of our homes to the sacred heart, which hundreds of our families did just this past summer, it could trace its beginnings to these apparitions, which are in concert with the teachings of Jesus from the Gospels. During one of these visions, St. Mary asked the Lord a curious question. She asked him to tell her who among his followers in the world at that moment was giving his heart the greatest joy. His answer was even more curious than her question. He didn't mention any of the famous preachers at that time, or bishops, or even the Pope. He didn't mention any of the great intellectuals, aristocrats, or missionaries, or theologians. He didn't even mention someone who would later be canonized as saint by the Catholic Church. Rather, Jesus told her that the person giving his heart 
the most joy at that moment was a little-known novice instructor in a small convent in the European countryside. Someone who was instructing novices how to become good followers of Christ. Like at the previous Mass, we had we, we welcomed a lot of our catechumenist candidates, and there beside this great big group, each one of them had a sponsor. We're going to spend a year with them, walking with them into the Catholic faith. In other words, Jesus was most pleased with someone who was a friend of Jesus and was helping others to become a friend of Jesus. What matters to Christ is not a brilliant prayer life or deep intellectual insight into the mysteries of faith or great spiritual achievements. Some achieve that, but most don't. What matters to Christ is the humility and love in our hearts. That's why I led with that stupid little joke. The humility and love in our hearts. And like all human friendships, taking an interest in God and spending time with Him. As Blessed, as Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta once said, if you try, you will find it impossible to do many great things in your life. You can only do many small things with great love, and then you will change lives, starting with your own. Following Christ is a matter of the heart, His heart reaching out to us always, and then hoping for a warm welcome from us. Jesus looks beyond appearances, beyond checking the boxes and into the heart. This, this has two practical applications for us that I want to go over with you just briefly right now. First of all, it teaches us never to judge others by appearances. Many times, those who seem great or holy on the outside might actually be filled with selfishness and arrogance on the inside. And many times those who seem petty and despicable on the outside are actually, could actually be filled with humility and wisdom on the inside. But we don't see that because we judge them on appearances. That's why Jesus says in today's gospel at the very end, some are last in the world's eyes who will be first in God's kingdom, and some are first in the world's eyes who will be last in God's kingdom. As a result, if we just go by appearances, we will make rash and maybe unfair and inaccurate judgments upon other people. Instead, maybe we should follow Christ's lead. And give other people the same benefit of the doubt that we give ourselves. Because we're always making excuses for ourselves. Let's be equally quick to make excuses for others. And maybe that's part 
of what Jesus means when he says, love your neighbors as yourself. The first, this is the first practical application. Here's the second. Jesus, since Jesus looks to the heart, it makes sense if we want to please him, and we do want to please him, that we should take care of our hearts. That means encouraging good desires. Let's say it another way. Feeding good desires and staying with that image, starving bad desires. Desires pop up inside of us, often without being invited. We should dwell on the ones that go together well with our friendship with Christ, since they will help us live life to the full and then realize the fullness of life in heaven. We should turn away from the ones that are self-centered and destructive, since they will interfere with our friendship with Christ and our happiness. Today, in our gospel, Jesus, well, today right here at Mass, Jesus is going to renew his friendship with us by giving himself again to us in Holy Communion. As we receive his Eucharistic body in our bodies, literally and spiritually, let us also receive his sacred heart into our hearts. Then let us ask him to make our hearts more like his heart. Then let us give him our hearts. As he loves us, let us ask him to help us love him. Then all that we do as his disciples of Christ will not be motivated, will now be motivated by love of God and friendship with God, rather than simply thinking it is enough that we are Catholic, or going through all the motions of our rituals, or avoiding breaking all the commandments, or being a nice person, and then thinking that these things alone will save us and give us eternal life, or make us fulfilled in this life. They will not. And Jesus was unequivocally clear about that in today's gospel. Only friends, friendship with Jesus will save us. And then here's the key. And then from this friendship, we will know what to do with our Christian faith.